What's going on, fam? It's Tuesdays with Tawana. What's going on? So grateful, grateful to spend this time with you. Hey, Angela. Thank you for joining. What's up, Cordio? In the building. Yes. Happy Tuesday. I got to speak that. I got to speak that into existence um, with all that's going on. Um, happy Tuesday. Tuesdays with Tawana. We're going to rock together for a little while, have a little conversation. Yeah, through these very trying times. Uh, thank you for joining on Facebook Live. Thank you for those who will be joining on Anchor Podcast, on the rebroadcast, on later. Hey, Amanda. Oh, y'all just bring me joy. What's up, Bobby? I was just thinking of you this morning saying, Where is Bobby? Oh, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, I see the little basketball there. So I see what's been keeping you busy. I ain't mad. I ain't mad. Um, thank you for joining. Um, just need to see your lovely faces. Even tears are just welling up in my eyes because I just need to be in community today with all that is going on. I just pause and take a few deep breaths for those that were um, shot and killed over 4th of July weekend, before and after. Um, I believe there were 60-something shootings in New York with 10 deaths. Another 30 or 40 shootings in Atlanta Metro with about five deaths. There were shootings. I don't have the numbers for Denver and Aurora, but there were multiple shootings and multiple deaths. And what's what's not only were lives lost in these heinous shootings um, in Houston, uh, Ricky Smiley's daughter was shot in, in a, a, a random shooting. It is a sad time for us, beloved. And I just hold space for those young people that were killed in Denver. Someone was going to visit his aunt and... Um, holding space for those family members who are in bereavement, who are grieving, who are in the process of healing. Um, I'm not going to go into a lecture. We got to do better. I'm not going to go into the conspiracy theories. I'm not going to go into the myriad of reasons that's causing this to happen. But what I will do in this communal moment is hold space for our beloveds, hold space for our community, encourage our community as we are making these rapid changes across the nation that we do not forget the changes that need to be made in our immediate communities, the changes that need to be made to speak life into our young people and not so young people, because it's not only young people that are, are committing these murders or shootings, they're older um, people as well. It's not only gangbangers, it's those that who, for whatever reason, um, and for many reasons, are out there in these streets releasing um, this anger in such a heinous way. Um, so I call on um, community and speak life into community that we begin 
to hold our beloveds and encourage our beloveds and teach and uh, our beloveds to know their worth because the world is telling them otherwise and the response is as such otherwise it's contrary to their divine beings it's contrary to who they are this pandemic has everyone going stir crazy so imagine uh, a young person in the streets who don't get to hear the words i love you and you're worth it um and lashing out um just one example so holding space for community and not only just new york Atlanta Metro or Denver Aurora Metro, but across this country, because we have to fight against the powers that be um, fighting for our lives um, against police. So when we talk about Black Lives Matter, we really need to incorporate the black life that lives in our communities and the crime that is happening, the shootings that are happening. Um, I still don't believe there's no such thing as black on black crime, if you will. We live in a community. We live, many, many live in impoverished communities by design. Many live without resources by design. Many live without um, the love and support and proper education by design. So when they respond this way, it is by design. So I dare not use the adage black on black crime. And what I will do is to encourage our black and brown communities to continue to stand and to know our worth and to continue to speak life into our beloveds as we are fighting against systems, as we are fighting against the powers that be, which bring me to which brings me to another part of this segment. Last week I talked about my challenge, if you will, or my struggle. Um, with my relationship with black men. And I find my healing space right now is with my beloved sisters, um, with um, brothers as well. It's just, I don't mention my brothers as often as I do my sisters. And it's not to degrade or demean or dehumanize or disrespect my brothers. I love my brothers. I love my black men. I love the divine in you. I love who you are and who you be, who you are becoming, how you show up in this world. Overall, the world is trying to tear you down limb by limb. And I stand here to hold up your arms as we fight this fight together. And at the same time, I must acknowledge that there is some work and some healing that needs to be done. There's work and healing that needs to be done internally for me. And there's work and healing that needs to be done for, for, for my brothers because I didn't ask. This is just a trigger warning um, and we're going to hold space for these triggers because we should not allow the mention of past hurts to trigger us to a place of reliving um, those heinous moments. But as a child, I did not ask to be groped and molested by of a teenage volunteer. I did not ask to be molested by uh, camp counselors. I did not ask to be molested by a family member. I did not ask to be married to an abuser. I did not ask for any of it. It wasn't my fault. I don't care how much I loved myself or didn't love myself. I don't know who I'm speaking to on today, but I need you to know your worth and that none of this calls for, I don't care where you are in life, your stance in life, your educational stance, your economic stance, no one deserves to be violated. No one deserves to be disrespected. Disrespected. No one deserves to be dehumanized. No one deserves to be violated. So I say all that to say, 
Um, because I do get feedback on these broadcasts from very near and dear people, including my younger brother and mother Carolyn. Um, and, and my brother challenged me to really name those things, um, that have hurt me, that have caused me to make different decisions, if you will, and actually better decisions for me because hurt people hurt people. So I had to do some healing that was not contingent upon those that violated me or who hurt me, right? I had to find that healing that wasn't contingent upon them saying sorry or or them having a dialogue with me to work things out together. I had to find that healing, the God in me, the divine in me, and surrounding myself with healing people and healing measures so that this hurt person didn't turn around and hurt others. Right. So I had to unfriend. Uh, I didn't have to. I chose to um, unfriend someone who's a rising political person in the Denver area who was defending black men and saying that we should not be saying that black men feed into patriarchy and I will not degrade my brother. But when do we call people in? When do we stop with the, oh, I don't want to make somebody mad, so I'm not going to say this. When are we going to call people in to really have some hard conversations, right? Hey, Darlene, I heart you too. Yes, yes, survivors, thrivers, that's what we are. Um, so um, when, when, when are we going to get to the point where we can call people in and say, yo, you know, holla at me, talk to me about the decision that you made, or talk to me about this, or talk to me about your misogynistic behavior, talk to me about patriarchy, talk about me about white dominant thought, talk to me about how this is different from white dominant thought. Let's have a conversation about it. Let's talk about how we can center ourselves and still honor our black women at the same time. Because in the work that I do, the racial justice work that I do, we, we center black lives and black experiences experiences, specifically black women. It does not mean I don't love my brown beloveds. It does not mean I don't love and honor my indigenous first nation beloveds. It doesn't mean that I don't love and honor black men. I am a woman and I'm speaking in very binary terms to make it plain. I do honor my um, non-gender conforming people, uh, my queer folk. I honor you. I speak your name. I see you. Um, so I am a, a woman. I am um, a heterosexual cisgendered woman, right? And in that does not mean that I have to degrade and demean another. It means that I'm speaking from my own experience because people are not... Um, hearing or seeing me during these times when we ask folk in 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 systems and these these very oppressive systems we're we're demanding that you see me see me as the human being that I am see my humanity see the ubuntu um I am because you are a person is a person because of other persons see me because you cannot exist without me and I can't exist without you. So with honoring black women, it doesn't mean that I am degrading or just dismissing black men. And there is a very painful history there. And I had to reconcile and come to terms with that. And now I have beautiful relationships with some amazing brothers in my world, amazing brothers in my world. Um, and I'm also single by choice because I am dealing with some healing 
um, that I and I am not necessarily I don't want to say I'm not ready because I definitely don't want to put negativity in the atmosphere. But right now it is what it is. Right. And doing that internal healing is very important before I invite anyone else into this sacred space. So I want to encourage you, you know, to honor yourself and speak life for yourself. And it doesn't mean that you are degrading or demeaning anyone else. It's just it just means that you're honoring who you are. Period. With a T. Right. <laughs> it means you're honoring who you are. So um I just needed to pick up from last week to talk about black men and talk about the plight that they're going through. And we have to acknowledge and also notice that there is a difference between the death of George Floyd and the death of Breonna Taylor. The outcry was different. There is a difference when a black man is killed versus a black trans woman who's killed. So there is a difference and we gotta name that and we gotta be able to face that to fix it. Because if you don't face it, nothing can be changed unless you can acknowledge it and name it and fix it right Darlene says um, my sons don't want to um, don't want to hear my hurt and pain I have to realize that my sons had to go through the same hurt and pain it's hard for me to talk to them about what I have gone through so I am writing a book on my life absolutely Darlene and you need that release and your sons have to not have to have an opportunity to go through a healing process as well and Amanda says yes there is a difference there there is a difference in the way women are treated in society and it's historic it's historic it goes back to the beginning of, of time the way we had we were raped and we had to nurse other people's um, uh, babies and then we couldn't vote and we couldn't get jobs um, and we were always behind the scenes of these major movements and then you know in the midst of all of that colorism happens and then in the midst of all of that sexism happens and then don't be a part of the LGBTQ community because then that's another layer of it and then we go on to okay now we can vote but now I'm, I'd rather put a narcissistic sociopath in office than vote for a woman. So we got to acknowledge those differences in the midst of honoring who we be and not necessarily negating what I got to say and who I be and how I show up in this world. So how I show up in this world is really important because let's talk about sustainability. Right. We see all these things happening across the country. And as I said last week, um, a lot of of my my elders have said, you know, they have never seen change happen like this at this level before ever. And that speaks volumes because my ancestors. I am I have these hands because of my ancestors. I have these hands because of my elders and the ones that have come before me. Um, and 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 when they talk about they've never seen change like this before it, it gives me a sense of hope but it also causes pause a bit because i'm wondering if we are able to sustain this is there a level of sustainability in this so let's give some concrete examples here for instance we're painting all of these black lives matter 
um, affirmations on these major streets and these major cities, right? I think it's like 30 states so far have some city that has painted Black Lives Matter affirmation on um, this major street, starting with right not too far from here in DC, right? So along with that though, hey, Michelle, good to see you. Thanks for joining. Um, along with all of these streets, paintings and these affirmations, they're wonderful. They're beautiful. Keep them going. I want to see them in all 50 states. Yes. Number 45, we have 50 states. Yes. Remember that. Um, along with that though, where is the, the change in policy or the change in law or the change in bills or the change in you know, police dismantling and rebuilding or where that should happen. And we have an opportunity for that to happen simultaneously while we have the attention of the world, right? So let us not just put paint on the pavement that fades away. We got to offer some semblance of sustainability and putting laws in place that last beyond the paint that's on the ground. We got to change laws that are actually going to save lives versus paint that looks great and it's an affirmation and it makes us feel good for the moment. And then we go right back into hurt and pain when another one of our beloveds are killed right so um <laughs> darlene said 51 now washington dc just became a state lol <laughs> he may not even know that darlene he's so anyway um amanda says absolutely um the symbols are great but we can't get distracted from the need to deconstruct sy systemic racism within our current government and civilization absolutely we cannot we got to keep that at the forefront of our minds so you know many of you know i am a huge sports fan or at least i was this pains me so i football on sundays it was church and it was going home to watch the game. Don't bug me. Don't call me. Yeah. And I have not watched an NFL game since Cap was um, unjustly let go, fired, um, because he fulfilled his right to protest. Um, before I go on, let me see what Michelle has to say. I am concerned as you are, yes, sister, because we often start a movement and then it is stopped once it turns or runs on for too long. We must ensure that we do not fall into the trap of being appeased too early and then we feel as all is well. Absolutely well said, my beloved. We gotta hold on to making some real change that's going to last beyond Beyond, um, our actions, if you will. So the NFL, right? They're talking about. Oh, I can't even say it. They're talking about singing the Negro national anthem, the Black national anthem, before each game. First of all, I question the singing of the anthem before any sports game to begin with. Maybe it's something I don't understand. I'm not knocking it. I just I don't get it. I don't get it. And the horrible renditions that come along with it, I really don't want to add our beloved Negro National Anthem to it. Secondly, you add the 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 anthem, the Negro National Anthem to the beginning of the NFL games. 
is that really speaking to the diversity in ownership or the lack thereof of the football teams themselves? Is that speaking to diversifying the number of coaches that are of color or black coaches um, or the lack thereof? Is that speaking to honoring the majority of players who are black of African descent of the black diaspora um, and honoring them because the Negro National Anthem tells a story. It is our affirmation. Will this then be co-opted? Will this just be another thing to do to say that I too love black lives, but yet I am not pouring money back into the communities where these football players came from. I am not pouring money into the impoverished areas in schools that have been neglected. And that one football player was the one that happened to make it out, leaving behind a myriad of myriad of children who will not see the NFL, who may not even make it to college, or who may make it to college and then end up being in um, insurmountable debt, or may not even make it to live to see college. What are we doing with the Negro National Anthem that is then going to speak life into the lives of our Black beloveds? And stop killing us, by the way. And today would be a good day to arrest Brianna Taylor's murders, murderers, right? So yeah, it's a Band-Aid. It's a Band-Aid. It's, it's, it's performative. And, and I love theater, love theater. I absolutely love theater. I went to a performing arts school for junior high school. I love to sing. I love to dance. I love to act. Maybe y'all didn't know that about me, but yeah, I have that in me too. Love it, love it, love it. But in this case, I'm not really here for it. I'm not really here for the performance because it's so important that along with this performance that you are really, you have your boots on the ground and you're like, nah, I'm gonna make change. So the, the owners of the NFL in these particular cities and, and states then say, okay, what is the most impoverished area? What has the lowest scores in school? Well, not really scores because that's that too comes out of white dominant thought. But what is happening in those areas where I can then pump money, pump resources, build technology and make sure that that the young people in that community have every opportunity to succeed. Take your city, I'm not asking you to save the world. If you're in Washington, DC, if you're in Denver, Colorado, if you're in Los Angeles, California, and you have a team, then begin adopting these communities and pouring money back into the community where your players are coming from. Let's talk about the name change. The name changes that they're talking about, the Washington Redskins, long overdue, St. John's University did it a long time ago. They changed from St. John's Red Men to Red Storm, I think, or something. I don't even remember, but they changed it because it, it was disrespectful to our indigenous First Nation folk, beloveds. And so now they're talking about changing the name. But what comes along with changing the name? Are you going to change the... I, Oh, gosh, is it the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution? I don't know. Neither one of them are for us. But they're, 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 the, our First Nation indigenous people are called savages. Are we going to work on changing that in addition to changing the name? And y'all owners got money. Baseball, basketball, football, 
whomever, y'all got the money to make this change. Y'all got the resources, you have the agency, you have the capacity, you have the voice, you have the attention of the people to make this change. We're called savages. So if you're gonna change the name, I need you to go way back into the annals of history and, and change the name and change the wording and change the whole damn document that wasn't meant for people like me to begin with. Darlene says, one more thing, your energy today whew, is off the chain. A difference between you being here and being there. I can hear it in your voice and in your actions. This is a great move for you. God is great. Keep it up. I'm smiling. You have made my day. I'll see you next week. Yeah, most of you know that I have um, relocated from, from Denver to Maryland. Um, and it, it's been a great move for me in the midst of the pandemic. It does get frustrating. It does get lonely. Um, I am still praying through the fear of COVID. Um, I don't want it. I'm not trying to get it. So right now I can't even see my children because we live in separate homes. So I pray through the fear and I still wear my mask. I still wash my hands. I encourage you to do the same because I am seeing a lot of young people now dying from this. Um, Keisha Lance Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta has COVID. She had no symptoms and she's a little older than a young adult, right? But she still had no symptoms. So please, please know that we are still in the midst of a pandemic. People are still dying. People are still being diagnosed. And we don't even know what the the further injury is going to be after being diagnosed with COVID. What does that happen to your body and your system? So with that, with changing the name to, to um, huh, Mama Thelma, Thank you. I will. I keep on because my community keeps on. Because you join me each week, I can keep going. You give me life. There's healing and affirmation in community. There is something about awareness and consciousness and, and community and this sharing of energy and experience that gives us life that gives me life that gives you life that then gives us life so we could keep it moving and keep it going that's right amanda we we that's that's us right there that's what we do we do this together in community i would not be here today i say this often on my podcast i will not i will would not be here today if it were not for community and for prayers and for love and support and knowing my worth knowing that i am worthy of access to adequate health care, which I have to fight for, right? I'm paying a lot of money for the health care that I have, which is out of control. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I have to fight for access. I'm grateful to be at Johns Hopkins, one of the greater institutions in this country, let alone this world, yet I cannot forget and I gotta honor every time I walk into that establishment, I gotta speak Henrietta Lack's name. I gotta speak the names of those who were traumatized, even though Johns Hopkins was the only hospital that treated black people, I still have to speak the names of those and feel the presence of those and call on the ancestors so that when I walk in there that I am standing on their shoulders and fighting for that which they were not afforded. 
Just like we're fighting for these name changes now, we got to fight for the changes in these documents that our forefathers, <laughs> white men, put together without us in mind. We got to make those changes simultaneously, right? I can censor myself as a black woman and still love beyond measure my black men love unconditionally and I can love you from a distance because there are times when I can't really rock with you right now because you messing up you letting white dominant thought take over you letting patriarchy take over I've seen it in the church I've seen it in activism I've seen it in these streets I can only speak preach what I have experienced right Michelle says the history books definitely need to be rewritten shit burned and the real stories need to be told Com coming from Jamaica. Yes. Thank you for something outside of these here disunited states coming from Jamaica. Our children still believe Columbus discovered the West Indies. Nothing is taught about his atrocities. So changing the name all good, but change the stories told change the way in which we are seen policy change. Absolutely. And thank you for bringing the West Indies into this conversation, because one thing I, I try not to do um, is I encourage voice and wherever you are to insert your voice into this narrative. I dare not speak for someone else in someone else's experience because I am living here in America and I've lived here all of my life. So that global experience, um, I tend to reach out to people um, like Michelle and others or my friend Nikki who have this dualism and it might even be more than dualism because then they're here in America and then you have to deal with not only being from the West Indies, but then the double consciousness that's here in America with showing up black and living in a white world and then being from the West Indies. There are some cultural differences and how do you then work that out and shape that to show up as the beautiful divine revolutionary that you are. So we got a lot to figure out. We got a lot to do. We got a lot of healing to do in our communities and that must take place while white people are fixing what they created and what they's not fixing dismantling what they created and what they started so that we then can build my last thing is you know talking about the nfl and these name changes and not just the nfl i hear other um sports uh teams are, are looking at changing the name as well who are you consulting who are you talking to you know, do you sit around the boardroom around all white people and just say, what can we do? Oh, we'll change the name that will make them happy. And then they can continue to feed and um, spend their one point two trillion dollars in the economy. By the way, today, we're not supposed to be spending any money on anything. So I hope that you're able and you're afforded to do that again. That's a point of privilege for some of us. So I hope that you are able to do that. So with that. Um, know your worth. Um, I love my, my beloveds. Um, I love my black men. I love my indigenous brown people of color and I love me and I will center this black life so that not only I can be liberated, but for the liberation of others. So if I keep that in mind, then I am building community. Then it's an I am because you are, you are, therefore I am. I dare not speak for 
others, I set the example and give language to what liberation looks like. I give language to what transformation looks like. I give language to what divinity and power looks like so that you can then carry that on into your own culture and community and then use your language, if you will, um, to then speak to the people in your community. So we're all building and we're all growing and we're building this language, this revolutionary language for us to be free, for us to be free from the atrocities of this nation, of our current leadership and of this bar barbaric history that this country was built upon. Um, oh, thank you, Janetta. Unless it's a black owned business, don't spend any money anywhere unless it's a black owned business. Thank you, Janetta. I appreciate it. So that's my time. Cancer cannot, um, still healing, still praying. Please keep praying for me. Each day is a journey. Each day is a healing journey. This is a marathon, not a sprint. I'm still in active treatment every three weeks, and we'll talk more about that next week. Um, and as I am healing, I am healing in community. And as I am healing in community, my community is healing. And as my community is healing, then we'll be able to build from a place of healing and a place of abundance versus a place of hurt and lack. So I leave that with you today. Be encouraged on today. Hold space for those who have lost loved ones through these heinous shootings over the past couple of weeks and help us to build community that's not contingent upon our elected officials or police or our leadership that's truly contingent upon the beautiful black beings and brown beings that we are in this world and all that we have to offer. So this is Tuesdays with Tawana. I love y'all. Thank y'all for joining and not leaving me out here all alone. I hope to see you next Tuesday. As you can see, I still don't have furniture. Another story. I'm okay. I'm just living this life in a very minimal manner and I am okay because I am here. I'm still here. I'm alive and I'm grateful. Grateful for you. I'm out. Peace.